Welcome, guys, to the Curative Podcast. This is episode zero. I'm your host, Kevin Sitarji, and thank you for listening. I wanted to talk about what this podcast is going to be about and what you should expect from each and every episode. A little bit about me before I go on and explain what the podcast is about. I am a software engineer by trade, but as a hobby, I really like doing videos. The reason I do videos is because I really enjoy showcasing and promoting all my friends who are doing pretty much cool stuff, whether it's owning a business, um, whether they're a creative, or they're just doing something that's really cool. And I felt video was pretty much the medium that I really wanted to do. So when it comes to videos, most of my videos will be around doing documentary interviews or showcasing like event recaps and promoting their businesses or their hobbies or anything like that in a way where I feel I can share their story. So sometimes it'll be an interview where they talk about their history and it's kind of like a documentary style. Um, and then there are times where it's going to be like a podcast like this. Um, this is new. Again, this is episode zero, and I'm really excited to try this out. I really don't know if it's really going to work out. Um, I'll admit that I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and yeah, this is uh, a goal that I wanted to do. I've been talking about this for a very long time, and I'm finally getting it off the ground. So thank you again for watching. So I wanted to talk about why I'm starting another podcast what is curative podcast and why you should care first i wanted to say um this goes back to why i do videography i just wanted to share my friends you know hobbies and showcase their small businesses and i feel this is just another way i can another platform that i can use to showcase my friends and so in the, in the episodes you'll start seeing a lot of my close friends, people that I've met recently, and sometimes it will be the similar people that you've seen in my videos. But I wanted to be, have a more raw experience, and I wanted to have the audience hear more and see their character. And I hope, you know, it works out. I hope this is the right platform, basically, to share that. And what is curative podcast? Like, what is the curative word? Um, curative is something that I made up. So don't look, don't Google it. Don't like look it up in a dictionary. Um, curative is a play on two words, curate and creative. And this is a word that I created because one wasn't taken by any domain name or IG handle or <laughs> anything like that. Two, um, what I'm doing is curating content um, in hopefully a creative way in, in certain aspects to share my message or share other people's message. And Curative uh, was the best that I could come up with. Um, but I, I really like it. You can hear the curate and kind of creative uh, words in, in, these t in this word. So um, yeah, I'm just going to go with Curative Podcast. And uh, one thing that you might notice is when I spell Curative is K-U-R-A-T-I-V-E. And there's that Kura, K-U-R-A. And that's just like a, a nod to my Kura Kura Productions. And 
if you guys don't know what kura kura means, it's turtle. It means turtle in Indonesian. So um, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, and I yeah, <laughs> I asked a few of you guys to ask a question or a couple questions through Instagram, and a lot of you guys have asked questions. So thank you very much. I really appreciate you guys supporting me. And as of right now, I got a good list, and I'm just gonna go through all of them. And I'll try to answer it the best I can. And we'll see where it goes. Hopefully, you guys get a lot from this and get a better sense of what this podcast is going to be about as well as what my goals are. So, let's start with this question. Um, first question is from Amanda M. Lim. What got you interested in videography? Um, so, I mean, I, I just mentioned it Um Videography to me is another way for me to just help promote my friends. And I really enjoyed doing video even back in like when I was young in eighth grade. Um, I was doing like directing some music video for a class and that was my first taste of videos. I didn't really do too many videos in high school and I got back into it in college when I was part of web media marketing for the Filipino club. And that got me back interested into videos. And so the reason I'd never bought any equipment or stuff was because I thought it was really expensive. I couldn't afford buying a camera and um, I was just too scared to really start. I thought maybe I need the best camera out there and start with that, but I kind of regret not starting sooner. Um, I would have said to myself back in the days, hey, you should just start with whatever you have, whatever you can afford. I know a lot of my friends had TI2s, Canon TI3s, and they started shooting back in college, and they're still shooting now. So, you know, I give them props for shooting with what they had, and I wish I did the same. Now that I'm working, um, I can kind of afford uh, uh, some equipment and I started with the Canon 70D which is my first camera first lens was the 50 millimeter 1.8 and I used that as well as the kit lens is I think it's the 18 to 55 millimeter f4 I used that to interview my friend Joyce uh, who does makeup for events and for weddings and um, I finally got to do what I really wanted to do, was, which was kind of like the chef's table, but for promoting my friends. And chef's table was really the inspiration that got me to do the types of videos I did for what I called the Project Identity series. And Project Identity is a very shortened version of a documentary in terms of I interview them and try to shoot it in a documentary interview style way and I get basically a bunch of b-roll of them doing what they do so for Joyce and um, her partner Elsa they were doing makeup and hair for a wedding and I just shot I was you know the bride was cool with me shooting them do their work and I released that first video I believe April or I shot it in April of 2016 and I released it maybe like July and man, it's been almost three years. Last I saw on 
Joyce and Elsa's website. Makeup by looks, by the way. If you ever need makeup or hair done for your wedding or events, makeup by looks. Um, I think they still have it on their website. So I appreciate their support and I appreciate them for trusting me to share their story. Um, yeah, and ever since then, I've been wanting to do more videos, um, different types of videos, because uh, Project Identity, which has converted to local docs, and I'll talk about that in a little bit, um, that takes a long time. Uh, it's hard to schedule some time with people and edit like a very long interview um, where in a podcast format I feel like it's um, more raw and I can keep more of the conversation to uh, share to the audience and you know I, I think uh, there are different times when I feel it works to shoot like a project identity or local docs type of video or maybe just a podcast and um, I'm still doing both and we'll see what happens but um, yeah, I, I feel like videography for me is the best way I can do, help other people and promote other people. So yeah, uh, thank you, Amanda. Uh, next question by FanBam. What are your goals for filmmaking and what motivates you to create content? So um, I don't know if you mean goals in general or you mean goals for this year or anything like that. Um, in terms of this year, I plan to really be better in videography um, when it comes to filming um, and editing. And I really want to challenge myself. And what I've been doing recently is releasing a lot more often with basically behind the scenes kind of vloggy style Instagram stories. And some of you guys have already seen it. Some of you guys have not. You guys uh, feel free to give me feedback, um, tell me if you like it, tell me if you don't. Um, I, what I'm really trying to do is release it just so that I can release something quickly. And this is where I shoot for a day. Sometimes I do like an activity, I'll go to a coffee shop or I'll make coffee myself and I'll film myself doing it and then I'll edit it and then release it the next day. And that's a quick turnaround versus a podcast or even local docs. Um, taking days or maybe even weeks to edit. I think this really will help me become better. Um, I, I could try and experiment new things without really risking a client or, you know, a project like basically failing because I tried something that might not work. So those are my goals for this year, at least. And my other goal was to basically be in front of the camera and here I am. So. This is very scary for me. Um, I hate being in front of the camera. I used to be the person that always wants to be behind the camera. And um, yeah, it's it's very new. Uh, I'm trying to become better. Uh, I might screw up once in a while and I think I'm okay with that now. Um, it, it took me a really long time to really get over that fear. And even with this episode and the next upcoming episodes of Curative Podcast, I don't think I'll have it perfect, and I think I'm okay with that for now. Uh, and I'm going to try to better myself each and every episode, make it better every time. And please feel free to give some feedback because I'm always looking to improve. And then what motivates me to create content is the other question from FanBam. I think I'm inspired by what people are doing, and I'm inspired to share what other people have learned. So 
a lot of times with creatives or people with small businesses, they have something that we all can learn. And what I think really helps is that we share it in a certain way, whether it's through video or social media or anything like that. And so my way is video. And I think that motivates me because I want to share what I've learned as well as what other people have learned to the masses so they can pretty much benefit from it and create a sense of community because with my videos sharing other people's messages, I think it helps other people reach these creatives and these entrepreneurs learn from them as well as try out their product. And that's to me is a win-win situation. So yeah, that's my motivation. Um, I have other motivation just like, you know, I, I love video. I just love when I see like a cool YouTube video or even on Netflix, I really, you know, get inspired and I want to create something as impactful as that. And yeah, I'm, I'm still learning, trying to do my best. And hopefully it, you know, th these episodes will help at least one person and hopefully they some one person learns something so yeah next question from marja kui how do you balance your side hustles hobbies with your full-time job um i don't balance it <laughs> uh, let's see my full-time job is pretty flexible um i think because i'm salary it's project-based and is pretty much get your job done do the work turn it in on time and you'll be good. Um, there are times when it's chill. It doesn't happen way too often, but there are other times where it gets really busy and I'm just working nonstop. Um, sometimes I, I used to work on weekends and that kind of burned me out. And that's why I started doing videography because I didn't want to be burnt out from work and then just, you know, continuously think about it every single time even throughout the weekend so videography lets me kind of think about something else gives me a creative mindset basically and I wanted to do something that keeps me sane and so if you say if you're asking if I balance it I don't it's not really a balance but I try to squeeze it in here and there as much as possible I'll let you know maybe in a, in a few episodes or something like that all right, so Jay Nagda, what video was hardest to ed edit? I would say um, there are times when, oh, okay. So I did a video recently. This was very recent um, when Ramit Sethi came for his I Will Teach You To Be Rich 2019 book tour in San Francisco. And I went there thinking, okay, I'm just going to create like a IG story video which I've been doing for a while now and just do it for fun and I noticed how crazy packed it was and I was like hmm this is a big deal I mean I knew I knew he changed my life it, it, his book is amazing if you guys haven't read his book I will teach you to be rich that book is life-changing um, but anyway I went to the event I saw how many people came and I was like you know what? I think I'm going to change it up. I'm not going to do an Instagram video, um, IG story video, basically. I'm going to create a basically a real video and put it on YouTube or put on Instagram as a post. And I got permission from him and um, he let me film it. So 
I filmed it, but the only thing I had was my Canon uh, 60 Mark II and my 24 to 70 millimeter lens and no stabilizer, no gimbal, no glide cam. Um, all I had was, you know, is basically all handheld. And I'm not too comfortable with shooting handheld. I feel like my hands are very shaky. And um, so when I was trying to film, I tried to get a lot of different shots, but there were too many people at the event that I felt like I barely could find different angles to shoot Ramit. And I didn't have any great audio source except for my shotgun mic, my um, Rode VideoMic Pro Plus. So I had to, you know, like record the audio and keep the camera on to make sure I'm recording the audio and remembering to get um, really golden nuggets, basically. And when it came to editing, I felt like I didn't have enough footage, basically. Uh, They're all very similar. Um, I had to kind of be a little creative in terms of stitching. Um, actually, I stitched multiple audio clips. It made it sound like it was a smooth one long segment. And um, I added different B-roll and tried to add, you know, clips of him talking. And I tried to make it seem cinematic. And that was pretty t difficult. I would say that was very challenging because um, I'm so used to having longer hours to film more clips. And yeah, it, it was it was tough. I feel like I could have done better, tried to find more angles or um, get better audio. But it is what I had. And um, yeah, if you guys haven't checked it out, um, check out my Instagram post and it's right there. Ramit Saiti is a really great author. Uh, you should check him out. So next question is from Sincerely Sunshine Cat. What's your dream video project? Hmm. My dream video project, I would say, is making a real documentary. Um, I'm still trying to take small steps. And when it comes to a documentary, I feel like that takes many months, maybe a year to really work on it. And a documentary is something, you know, once you really work on it and you finish it, it would be an amazing thing, amazing feat. So a dream video project would be working on documentary with one of my heroes, basically. Um, I've tried to do small ones with local docs and stuff like that, but I think doing a full featured film would be crazy. So a question from Muggy. How do you find your background music for all your videos and what is your favorite podcast and why? So when it comes to background music for videos, I try to find music that's um, either not from a major label or basically from my friends. I feel like, you know, if you make a video and you really work hard on it and you put, you know, slap on a Kanye West song, it's going to get shut down by YouTube. It's going to get flagged by Instagram, even Vimeo. So I really don't want to deal with that. And I go to SoundCloud for a lot of my music. And I also go to Soundstripe. Soundstripe is uh, something I paid for. Basically, I pay monthly and I get licensed music as much as I want. And all I have to do is just license it. And I pay about 100 or so per year. The other way I get music is through my friends. and. Um, Recently, for a lot of my videos, 
I use my friend Shecky, um, who produces music, and uh, I get a lot of songs from him. And even the curative podcast theme song is from him. He made it specifically for me. So thank you, Kevin. Um, his name is Kevin as well. So it's it's really nice because I get to support my friends and showcase their music while making my videos. And I think that's a win-win as well. So if you ever want some music that you want to showcase, feel free to send it to me and I'll use it on my videos. Next question from John Miranda 2. Where do you see yourself in five years? So I'm going to split it up into two different things. One is for my software engineering career. One is for my videography. Um, for my software engineering, engineering um, I really want to focus on becoming more of like a tech lead. And what that means is leading a project basically with a s small team. And it, you know, in my team, there are a lot of opportunities to do that. And I love mentoring people. Uh, I, I feel a sense of accomplishment helping others and having them learn as much as they can through a project or through basically what I can offer them. And that's my goal. It's, it's a sort of PM slash software engineer um, role. And yeah, it's, it's really fun. Um, I, I kind of did some tech lead work uh, for a lot of interns, a lot of new college grads where I come up with a project and I lead this project and mentor this project with a new college grad for three months. And I really enjoy it and I want to do more in a bigger scale, essentially. In terms of videography, I really wanted to, um, this kind of goes back to the dream video project. I want to work on bigger film projects. Um, as of right now, I'm focusing more on Instagram stories as well as YouTube videos. And I think with the podcast as well as local docs and IG stories, I have a lot of my plate and I can use these avenues to basically learn as much as possible. And with whatever I learn, I do want to move on to bigger projects. So hopefully in five years, you will see me work on a new bigger project. And, you know, that's, that's something that I've had in my mind for many years now, maybe almost three years ever since I started doing videography. So yeah, it's, it's still up there and I'm working towards it. All right, next question is Mr. No Name Rod, any tips slash advice for anyone starting out with their own film projects? Um, so I'm not really an expert in, you know, starting out in videography. I, my only advice is just to start. In my opinion, there's a lot of reasons why you should not start now, but there's also that one reason why you should start now. And that is if you don't start now, you're not going to start the next day. You're not going to start the next day after that or next week after that. If you start now, you will learn little by little and get to where you want to be in maybe a year, maybe even two years, um, depending on how much work you put into it and how much time you put into it. If you want to start on any project, and this is not just for videography or film, um, I would say just start. Um, you know, don't be afraid of critics. Don't be afraid of failing because in my opinion, it's okay to fail and you'll learn from your failures. And I'll admit, I 
recorded episode one and two already so this episode zero is after recording those and in episode one you'll hear um, from my guest kevin galang about how he handles failure and why he we should embrace failure so you know listen to that episode and you'll understand why failing it's okay so if any of you guys want to start on some sort of project some business or even just a hobby just start like don't plan too much you'll learn on the go essentially um you know for all the videos that i've worked on i was just filming and i didn't know what the hell i was doing i was shooting with autofocus as well as um auto settings like i didn't set the iso the shutter speed or f-stop like on my own and i just shot it and i i learned i think every project every new project that you do you learn one thing at a time and eventually you'll start to know more and more and get better. So just learn little by little and you'll see progress for sure. Um, so next question from K Chow. Uh, what are my favorite parts about my career and side hobbies and how do I learn from them? So my career, uh, for my career, um, I really enjoy building software because I feel like if I want to really get something done, all I need is a laptop and Wi-Fi, pretty much Wi-Fi, and I can build a lot of things, um, applications, websites, anything like that. That's why I love software engineering. I love tech. I really love seeing what people can do in an hour or even just like an overnight hackathon, and that excites me. So that's why I really love software engineering. When it comes to videography, my favorite part is actually the process. The process as well as the product and how it reaches the audience. So the thing about the process is just imagine, you know, I'm interviewing someone, uh, whether it's someone I know well, like a friend or someone new. And this goes with the podcast as well. I interview them. I ask them a few questions. might get a little personal, but... I ask them questions about why they do what they do or what is their motivation and it can get really deep and I really like that because I get to see a side of them that I've never seen before and a lot of times these people get a little vulnerable and the best part of after the interview is releasing it and sharing it to my audience basically because with my audience hearing the story, um, hearing about their process and seeing their vulnerability allows them to relate more and allows them to say hey you know these people are human too I can relate and they can do what they're doing and I can too when you get these kind of stories from people that I interview basically you learn something I feel like you start to learn you get a little golden nugget and learn from what they've experienced and you can apply it to your own life so I think that's my favorite part about videography, um, learning as well as sharing it. The next one is from It's Miko. What mic and headset are you using and are you plugged into an amp or running straight into PC? Um, I'm, you know, for the mic, I'm using a Shure SM7B. Uh, These things are very expensive, Um, but I was pretty much saying fuck it. Like, I, I think my reason behind this is that I wanted to get the best audio quality that I can get. And 
do a lot less post-editing for my audio so that I can focus more on the video. And so far, it's been really successful. Um, I did kind of go overboard and get a lot of things like this cloud lifter. Um, I got a Zoom H6 audio recorder. Um, I, you know, went pretty much all out. Um, and I think it's it's a good investment. So if people want to start a podcast and they don't want to invest in all of this because they don't even know if it, you know, you don't even know if you're going to like it, um, hit me up. I do rentals. I also provide basically a podcast as a service. I can rec- help record for you. I can edit it for you. And you can rent out all the equipment. You don't have to go with the service. You can just go with the rental. I'm renting it for a very low price. So hit me up and send me a DM on IG or something. So those are all the questions that I could get to. Um, I think as of right now, um, I really wanted to focus more on why I'm doing videography, why I started Curative Podcast, and um, what you should expect from uh, basically the upcoming episodes. Thank you for watching um, or thank you for listening for those of you listening through the podcast app. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something and I hope you continue listening to the rest of the episodes. So thank you again and I'll see you next time.